I wanted to thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Insurance Right. My name is Scott Jenkins. I'm your host. I'm a local farmer's insurance agency owner here in Phoenix, Arizona. And today I want to call, go over your assets and protecting your assets and what the point of actual insurance is. So the point of insurance is to protect your assets against 99% of the things that can possibly happen out there. There's always going to be that one off that maybe insurance can't cover that's unseen um, that they can't control. But what we're trying to do is control basically and protect your assets um, for more than the majority of the times that uh, you might face out there. So what are going to be your assets, right? So that's going to be a lot of the big, you know, what do we have for assets? So typically we're going to go into four categories. So the first one typically is going to be your house. So your primary home, if you have secondary home, condo, townhome, or maybe you don't have a home. So if you do own property, right? So let's say you have one house and we'll say it's a $500,000 house, for example. Now you might be fortunate enough to not have a mortgage, or if you have a mortgage. So for example, if you don't have a mortgage, it's a $500,000 house, it would be a $500,000 asset. If you had a $200,000 mortgage on that $500,000 house, then you would have a $300,000 asset or $300,000 of equity. There's all kinds of different terms for it. So that's gonna be, the first category is gonna be property homes. The second one is gonna be cars. So the amount of cars that we have. So for example, if you have two cars, and let's say you don't have any loans on them at all and both cars are worth 10,000 a piece, you would have $20,000 worth of assets there in your homes. The third category you're gonna get into is gonna be investment. And so for example, this could be anything from 401k to 403b, IRA. Um, it could be stock market, bonds, anything basically you have tied to future, or to future earnings or investments. Um, it could be life insurance policies that have cash value, anything of those. So basically what we're going to need is kind of a, a you know, we're going to put all that into a bucket with a, with a dollar amount on it. And this changes all the time, right? So when we're in great times, obviously it goes up. When it's in bad times, obviously it goes down, right? And this is also going to include like checking amount, cash on hand, you know, cash on hand. So example, let's say you have $10,000 in checking, that would go there. Let's say you had $100,000 in 401k. Uh, but we didn't have anything else. So it'd be $110,000 would be that category. But basically we're looking for any, any type of investment, stocks, bonds. You know, some people have some stock sales. Some people have, you know, things that they were given to them like an annuity or anything of that nature. Uh, that would be part of that investment group. The last one's going to be annual gross salary. And why that, that's important as well is because when it comes to a lawsuit, Every state has different stipulations on how much can actually be garnished. So, for example, in Arizona, it's going to be 25% of gross annual salary for 10 years. Now, if that obligation is still not met, if there was a lien placed against you, they can re-up that for another 10. It's pretty unusual, but 10 years is kind of what the norm here is in Arizona. Some states are 20, 25 years. You know, some states are in between there. Arizona typically on a little bit of the lower side of 10 um, so, so for example, let's just figure this up. So if you make $100,000 between you, let's say you and your spouse, and 25% of that can be garnished for 10 years, that's $250,000. So quite a bit of money. So even if we don't necessarily, let's say we don't have a lot of equity in the house, we don't have, you know, we don't have much in savings yet, right? We don't own our cars outright. 
Um, you know, but for example, but if we make good money, we're still have that's still considered a quite a big asset. So basically, why why we want to know these is so we can protect those assets. So for example, if you go to a deposition because you were in a car accident, somebody got hurt, hurt, they hired an attorney. They're trying to gain maximum value dollar on their side, as well as the insurance companies obviously trying to limit losses on our side. But there are limits in your policy that cover for that. For example, if you hurt somebody in an auto accident, and let's say you have the the, the coverage of 100 that 100 slash 300, there was one person hurt. That means you have a hundred thousand dollars worth of coverage. So, for example, let's say the bills came in at three hundred thousand dollars. Now, if you don't have any assets above that hundred, it's going to be really hard for the other attorney to or for the other company to get that money out of out of you, right? Because you just don't have it. But if you do have assets like a free and clear house, some cars, and you make good money even without investments, obviously there's going to be things that they can do in order to satisfy that satisfy that judgment. So something to keep in mind. So basically, if we have let's let's we'll take some simple scenarios here. So let's say we have we have a house that we have $100,000 worth of equity in. We have $10,000 worth of free and clear $10,000 worth of cars, equity or free and clear. Uh, we have another let's say $90,000 when it comes to uh, investments. So that would put us at 200,000. And let's say we make 100,000 a year. So that's going to by the time we take 25% for 10 years, that's an additional 250. So basically what you need coverage for is 450,000 for at least one person. Reason being is, is you have $450,000 of what they can fall findable assets at a deposition. So for example, that $100,000 that you have, technically you've got about 450 to cover. So in professional opinions, you should at least have $450,000 worth of coverage for one person. So it's, there's not going to be an exact number for 450, right? So 500 would be the closest and you still have a little buffer to go. So a 500, 500 or a 500 million, that would be the kind of coverage I would recommend for bodily injury when it comes on your auto insurance policy. Same thing for your house. If somebody was there working on the house or got sued or you invited a friend over, they got hurt and you got sued, that's going to be the same type of thing. You still have those same assets. So 450,000 in that example. And we're going to want to make sure we got at least $500,000 of liability in your home. So that way we cover your asset portion of that. Now that will cover, like I said, it's going to cover, you know, 90 plus percent of everything out there. There is always that thing that can happen. It's happened to clients at our agency where, you know, they might have the 500,000 that we talked about and a $2 million umbrella, which we've talked about umbrellas in other episodes. And the umbrella kicks in after the fact, but the price was, you know, $4 million. You can't expect something like quite like that to happen. What we're trying to do is protect the assets that you have for, like I said, more than a majority basis, probably 90 plus percent of the time. There's always that thing in life that can always pop up. But what we're trying to do is make sure we take care of the more common occurrence the most we possibly can. Because every insurance company is going to look at the limits on the policy and that's what you've paid for, and that's what they're willing to pay out. And the reason is it's a simple, every insurance company, it's a simple algorithm on dollar dollar amount, you know, that the company is willing to spend versus the premium that you paid. And that's kind of, that determines that part there. So that's going to give you a great idea on how your assets, along with your insurance, 
how to protect those and how to take care of those. And like I said, assets are going to change all the time, especially these days with like here in Phoenix, the price of your home might've went up a hundred thousand dollars in a year. So how do you adjust for that? The key is, is that, you know, your policy goes, it, it goes basically through a renewal process every six months or a year on a car and every year on a home. So it's a good time to take a look at, just take a quick synopsis of your assets See if it matches matches up to the coverage that you have. You'll be fine. It's pretty scary when you actually look at it on how many people are underinsured. And I understand nobody wants to pay additional for premiums. But do you want to protect the stuff you already have? If you're willing to take a huge, a lot bigger risk, you can carry lower limits. You just want to make sure, we want to make sure that you understand the risk that or the money you have on the street, so to speak, that can be taken. So I just wanted to thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Insurance Right. As always, if you could rate, review, or subscribe to whatever great platform you're listening to us on, whether it be Google, Spotify, Apple, or any of the ones out there, I greatly appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.